Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the divisional round of the Baby Bowl Playoffs. Always an exciting time of year whenever we get a chance to talk football, of course, but especially playoff football. And it is extra exciting whenever we get to talk about the Baby Bowl. And I have with me the, uh, I guess, two-time daddy of the Baby Bowl. I don't, I don't know if that's what I call you now, Rob, or not. I don't know what to call you, except a little bit crazy because you've got a youngster in the house now, a little bitty baby. And, and so you are definitely the daddy of the Baby Bowl at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been a little bit crazy. Um, we uh, we um, just had a newborn on the first, so it's uh, it's been uh, pretty crazy. I just started back to work this week, like in in the office. Uh, yesterday was my yeah. first day back in office. I've been working from home a couple days before that, and I'll be kind of doing that. Um on and off the next couple of weeks and then like full time back in office, like really at the end of the month. So it's, it's, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Ton, ton of doctor's appointments, uh, super busy. So it's a, it's been a wild, uh, but fun time too. Well, not, not only that, but you've also been taking care of the baby bowl and uh, all the different participants that are in there and, and signing everybody up, getting all the discords and everything ready, all the different group chats ready. You've been doing a lot behind the scenes, Rob, and I applaud you for that. I thank you for all the effort that you put in. Just a wonderful uh, opportunity to be able to join into this community a little bit more. And I think, is, is it a record? Is it How many people do we get in? 164 was the final oh. uh, number, so we we fell short of that 200 goal, but you know we'll 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 get there, I think. Yeah, eventually we'll get. But but I mean, it's still kind of a record. I think that's the highest amount ever in the Baby Bowl playoffs or regular season, right? Yeah, that is it is the okay. best uh, number we've had so far. So hey, always speaking, progress. Yes, progress is always good. Speaking <laughs> of progress and speaking of high numbers, last week we we had a, we had a person score a pretty high number. Pretty high number. Would you say it was the sixth all-time highest score? Is that right? The the all-time highest. No score. way. Are you serious? The all-time highest score in 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 any si- single week of the Baby Bowl playoffs. Baby Bowl playoffs, not regular season. So he's he still has a little bit of catching up to do. But of course, we are <laughs> talking about Hutchinson Brown, uh, and, and just a star over there on Twitter. We we love having Hutch involved in the community. Congratulations, Hutch, for putting us all to shame last week. Oh, thank you guys. I really appreciate the uh, the nice welcome in. But yeah, it was it was really fun watching the lineup last week. Like I like it was really interesting. Like towards the end of the weekend, I was looking at the lineup because I didn't really see it much because it's on uh, my fantasy league. I don't check my fantasy league that often because I just kind of forget about it because I don't have many leagues on there. But I checked at the end of the week. I was like, holy crap! I just scored like 182 points. And I'm in first place in the league, <laughs> and I was like, holy crap! Like this is insane. It's probably one of the best lineups I've ever put together. But uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I know last year I was in the Bay Bowl, uh, the first few weeks of the season. I was in the regular season. I had a few good weeks, but then I just didn't do well for the rest of the year. But it's 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 fun to be on top for number one overall this week. I, I kind of hope you continue that trend because I, I hang my hat on my uh, expertise in the Bay Bowl playoffs, Hutch, and you put me to shame this week. Hey, you can follow Hutch over on Twitter at Hutchinson B underscore FF is what it is at Hutchinson B underscore ff and and hutch you you do a lot of things on twitter you got your own show all that stuff tell everybody how they can uh get in touch with you watch you all those things yeah so you guys go follow me on twitter i'm at hutchison b underscore ff at west was saying and also i'm on tiktok i'm at hutchison brown over there i also host my own podcast called hutchison brown's fantasy football perspective uh it's just i mean it's just me a solo show over there i run my own fantasy football podcast you go check it out over there uh i create content with football guys for their youtube channel 
I make weekly video, uh, weekly YouTube videos for them, so you can go check that out. And I also write with Dynasty League Football, and I'm also working out on putting um, putting out a new YouTube show with Dynasty League Football as well. That'll be coming out within the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. And additionally, not a fantasy football thing, but I also host a comedy podcast, me and a school friend. Because I'm 16, I'm in high school, me and a school friend, Grayson, actually have come together because uh, he's super into movies and all kinds of like he's really into that stuff. He's wanted to create content for a while now. And I'm, you know, a podcaster now. So we came together and created just a p- comedy podcast. It's just me and him talking absolute nonsense for 20 minutes. once a <laughs> it's, been, it's been a blast the last few months having it. So if you're into that as well, you can check that out. Oh boy, Hutch is busy. I, I, how do you have time to go to school, Hutch? Uh, Rob, I, he has, he has, he probably spends more. He spends less time in school than I did growing up. Rob, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? No, I, I, I applaud Hutch for sure. I've, I've uh, always had great experience with him, and uh, you know, great, great interactions. And I think I've told him that before. You know, I, I think it's like awesome that he's uh, doing so well and doing being so active and do, creating so much content at some, such a young age. Oh yeah. Um, There's more coming. There's a lot more coming this year. I have a I'm, lot of stuff planned for this year. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it, honestly. All right. Enough Hutch love. Let's just go over to his lineup and just let me sulk <laughs> in how bad I did last week. Uh, no, uh, I, pick, I think I had the same quarterback as you actually Hutch. I, I picked Daniel Jones last week. I thought he was in a smash spot against Minnesota and yeah. he sure enough came through really strong. My question to let me let me ask Rob this first, Hutch, because you we already know how much you love Daniel Jones. Now you probably got a Daniel Jones poster in your room somewhere for <laughs> helping you win this baby bowl lineup. But Rob, next year, Daniel Jones, and and we've got some, I guess, question marks surrounding Daniel Jones for next year, whether or not he's gonna remain with the Giants or how that's gonna hang. But uh, do you see him if he stays with the Giants? I can't see him letting him go, by the way. Uh, where are we looking to draft this fella next year in any kind of redraft format? I, I when I look at him. You and I have always liked him a little bit because he can run. We're not talking top five, six, seven, though, are we? I think it's a little bit too rich. I'm, I'm probably going to end up with him like closer to nine or ten. I think that's where he finished too, um, without you know looking into it. Uh, but I know, I know he finished top ten this year for sure. And I've, I've always been a big fan. You know, like you said, we've, we've talked about it before. Um, he runs a little bit. Uh, I think he was top five in, in rushing yards. Um, if I'm trying to remember off the top of my head here without looking it up, but I, I believe he was top five in rushing yards among QBs and, you know, Dayball was, uh, was a great fit for him. And, um, you know, he finally, finally kind of came through on, uh, what we expect or what we were hoping for, for, for him, for fantasy. And uh-huh. you know what I was going to say, you know, what's, what's funny is I, I had, I had Daniel Jones in my lineup as well all week. And then I, Jones, I switched. Sorry, I switched. I Daniel Jones is fifth in uh, okay. here. He was fifth. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I thought off the top of my head. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's he's fifth in rushing yards, which a lot of people, you know, when you when you look at him or when you see him, you wouldn't really think like Daniel Jones is gonna be a top five rushing QB, but um, he's always had that sneaky rushing ability and uh, which helps propel him in uh, fantasy. Uh, I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago, and I said that I thought Daniel Jones was the poor man's version of Josh Allen. And I, I, you know, I made the day ball connection and everything. And really, if you watch his progression this year, he seems to have really become under control. And, and day ball kind of seems to be grooming him a little bit. Maybe he is the next Josh Allen. I know that's really hard to say, but I, that's what do you think? Am I crazy? I think I think saying Josh Allen is a bit of a step, a bit of a reach. 
I do think Daniel Jones is a solid NFL quarterback, but the Giants, even with the lack of receiving options for him, they've put him in a pretty comfortable position this year. Like he, like he's a guy, like when you look at like the depth of his passes, he's not throwing the ball very far, very often. And you also got an amazing run game with Saquon Barkley out of the backfield staying fully healthy this year. A lot of dump offs to him as well. I feel like Daniel Jones is put in a pretty nice position this year. So I'm not going to say he's the next Josh Allen, but I think we've definitely seen some progression from him. And so, speaking to the fantasy purposes, he finished with the quarterback nine this past season. We look at six-point passing touchdown scoring. I don't think he's going to be drafted there next year at all. I think the Giants are probably going to add some receiving options this year. So if the Giants can get a good receiving option, Daniel Jones, probably with the stigma that's been on him for the past few years with, you know, just how bad he's been with all the fumbles and that one run against the Eagles where he like <laughs> fell on the 10-yard line that was – that was one of the funniest things I've ever watched, but he's probably going to be drafted outside the top 12, like probably around quarterback 15 ish. Uh, and I think that's going to be really worth a draft price. So I think in redraft next year, he's gonna be somebody that I'm looking at as a value. Yeah. I, I, I think the giants should keep their eye on that wide receiver, you know, free agency or even releases. Yeah, they like need it, to, They need to get somebody, man. They need yeah, to get I, somebody in there. Kenny Galladay will probably be available at some point this <laughs> offseason. Hey, uh, <laughs> you put Saquon Barkley in there as well. Good choice. I didn't put Saquon. I don't know if I could put Saquon in there or not. But then you put J.K. Dobbins in there, and I totally whiffed yeah. on J.K. Dobbins. I didn't give any credit at all to that Baltimore Ravens offense this past week. And I probably should have a little bit more. I thought an interdivisional rivalry and everything, it was just going to keep the scoring real low. But, man, it, it was just an interesting game. And Dobbins definitely put that team on the back, but but Hutch, I can't trust. I, I might be able to trust a Dobbins in a baby bowl, but I can't trust him in a regular season. I can't trust any of those Baltimore Ravens running backs, Hutch. I, I, I what do you think about Dobbins for next season? J.K. Dobbins, I I couldn't really agree more. J.K. Dobbins is somebody that I'm really starting to look at as a fade next year. He's somebody that like over his enti- like over his entire career, he doesn't have a game of five catches. Just gonna say mm-hmm. that right now, he doesn't have a game of five catches. His receiving work. It's just not there. And when you look at, like, his career has been very up and down so far, obviously with an ACL tear, not being super involved in the early beginning of his rookie year. When you look at the end of his rookie year, those last, like, five, six games that brought all his hype, and you look at the end of this past year, too, you will see a very consistent um, uh, number. It's that there is no receiving work, like literally no pass catching work whatsoever. And it really kills his fantasy value because when you look at the numbers – it shows that he's he's super effective as a runner, especially this past year. He was so effective as a runner. But since he didn't score touchdowns, he put a very mediocre fantasy production. Like, look at these last four games he played, week 14 to 17. He had 15 in week 14, 15 attempts, 120 yards, eight yards of carry, one touchdown. So he scored 18 fantasy points. But without that, he would have scored 12 fantasy points, even though he averaged eight yards of carry, which is not going to happen every game. Yeah. Like, very few games that's going to happen. No, and, then you look at, and then you look at the following games, 125 yards on 13 carries. Insane efficiency, but only 13 fantasy points. Week 16, 12 carries, 59 yards. Pretty efficient still, just under five a carry, 5.9 fantasy points. And then week 17, 9.3 fantasy points, 17 carries, 93 yards, like above five and a half yards per carry, and still mediocre fantasy production. So it just the numbers show you that if he's not getting receiving work and he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to kill you in fantasy. And when you look at this offense, you got Lamar Jackson, got Gus Edwards, stealing rush attempts inside the red zone. The touchdown upside is just not there. So unless he gets insanely lucky with touchdowns in 2023, he's going to disappoint for fantasy because the hype is going to be there because he is a mm-hmm. extremely talented player. Like I look at him as like a cheap man's Nick Chubb. Like he's really just a supreme runner, 
but he can't catch the ball. And the touchdown opportunity just doesn't seem to be there for him. So I'm going to be out on Jacob Dobbs in 2023, most likely, because he's likely to sneak into the top four rounds of drafts. And that's just not a good price. Yeah. I was going to say, Wes, before, um, it's, it's funny, <laughs> Hutch, is, Hutch is speaking my language. I mean, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. Wes, you know how much I, I uh, very, very much push down running backs that don't catch the ball and very much push up running backs that do catch the ball compared to consensus. And, you know, this is the same argument I've had with a buddy for, for years. He's loved J.K. Dobbins ever since he came out. And I was like, yeah. I agree with you on, on, on talent alone. I agree. But when you're, when you're in an offense that has a running QB, like Lamar Jackson, he's going to steal carries. He's going to steal touchdowns. He's going to steal yards. And when the pocket collapses, how often is uh, is Lamar going to take off compared to dump down to J.K. Dobbins? Whereas, obviously, if J.K. Dobbins would go to a situation where it was a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady, outlook would be totally different. He would probably get a lot of checkdowns. Um, so whenever you're with a running quarterback like that, it helps efficiency, but the volume, especially in the pass game, is not going to be there. I agree completely. Yeah. Plus, uh, just the injuries always concern me about any uh, Baltimore Ravens running back. I'll tell you that. Hey, Jamar Chase, you put him in there. 23 baby bowl points for you. Hodgins was in there as well. Wide yeah. receiver from uh, there. I'm glad you put him in there instead of Richie James. A lot of people were putting Richie James in there. Slayton did pretty yeah. well, too. But Hodgins, you know, just smashed, had that touchdown and everything. So that was good. And, man, just think if Evan Ingram was still on the New York Giants, he would have had an even bigger week than what he gave you last <laughs> week with 22 baby bowl points. But it is so much yeah, fun to yeah. watch Evan. And Ingram out there, he he is a freak. I, you know, we've talked about it for a long time in fantasy, how freakishly talented he was out there on the field. But man, he just looks like a large wide receiver, is what he looks like. He, he, I was watching him, Rob, the other day, whenever he was playing last week, and I was going, you know, he kind of reminds me of a Calvin Johnson ish, just his size anyway, compared to everybody else. And then he's so fleet of footed. I don't know if I said that right. Fleet of footed, you know what I mean. But he just he just looks so different out there, Rob. Yeah, definitely. It um I, I love it that he uh went went off, especially at the end of the year and he's he's continuing to do it. This I, Evan Ingram was like um my I think I, I had tweeted out a bunch of times, but Evan Ingram was my literally most drafted player at any position this this year. Um just because he was going as free pretty much in, in most drafts and, and uh, it was, it was just crazy. And like, I love the, the fact that he was going to a new team, getting out of that situation that was awful for him for a while. He was going to a situation where they had an ambiguous, you know, uh, wide receiver room where he, he could, uh, he could easily end up being featured. And that's what we started to see, especially down the stretch. So I was definitely, definitely happy to see and the, the production that he's putting up. And Hutch, my biggest miss and the biggest thing I'm angry with you about is that uh, you put I put Tyler Lockett in the lineup because I thought that it was a good opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks. I thought the game narrative would go the way that it was supposed to go to where they'd have to throw the ball a little bit more. We all know that they can't nobody can run the ball on San Francisco. But I put Lockett in there instead of DK and you put DK in there. Oh, did you just get lucky or did you know? The thing is, I was just. Honestly, I was, it was a really tough between DK and Lockett. I got to be honest. It was really, really tough between those two. But I favored the upside with DK Metcalf personally. I feel like his red zone presence is bigger there. And I, I just felt like his red zone presence is bigger there. You can force feed Metcalf the ball. You can't really do that as much with Tyler Lockett because he's much smaller than Metcalf is. So it was definitely a, it was definitely a decision where I just leaned DK because I thought the volume could be there more. The touchdown upside was there more. 
But I definitely think I did get lucky because I was close to picking Ty Lock in the flex over DK. I agree. You got very lucky, my friend. No, hey, uh, you know, you think about those two guys, they are complete opposites, too. DK yeah. Metcalf is just a beast, you know, and he catches the ball. He looks for contact. Tyler Lockett catches the ball and he falls down. And he doesn't want any contact. He's he's preserving his body so he doesn't get injured anymore. If you watch him, it's it's hilarious because he does not want to get touched anymore out there on the field. Yeah, it is a little bit weird. Like I, I saw a couple plays in this in the playoff game where he was like, he literally just there was a play where he got thrown out of bounds. Like someone picked him up like right under his shoulders and just threw him basically. And it was like, oh my goodness, he's so tiny out there. Like it's ridiculous. But yeah, it is it is really funny to watch him because like. He's a small guy compared to a lot of players out there. He is. I, I, Rob, believe, I believe he's shorter than me. Is no Lockett, way. Is Lock, how tall is Lockett? Isn't he like 5'10"? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm like I'm like nearly 5'11", so I think he might be shorter than me. Well, you could put a Lockett in your pocket if you really wanted to. <laughs> uh, uh, Rob, a great lineup, by the way, Hutch. Just a fantastic lineup. we got a couple of loose ends to tie up here. Rob Norton, I don't know that we ever actually officially, because you had the baby and everything, and so we took a week or two off here from the Baby Bowl podcast leading up into the Baby Bowl playoffs. I, I, who, did, did your wife end up winning the whole kit and caboodle? <laughs> yeah, she did. She ended For the up regular winning. season? She won the whole thing. I could, really? I, yeah, she, wow. you know, it's funny. I don't know if you had, had, had heard Hutch about like, basically like the way, you know, she, her and I would, would talk about it each week. And basically she doesn't know a whole lot about, about fantasy football in general. She, I mean, she knows from, from me, cause I'm always talking about it, but um, basically she was just kind of in it to support and um, essentially like what we would do every, every Sunday is I would kind of give her like a group of like four or five quarterbacks and I'd, I'd explain to her, you know, why I like them and, you know, what, what the benefit of using them is that downside of using that person. And, you know, each week I would give her kind of like a group of players at each position that I liked or didn't like. And then like, if she chose to chose a certain quarterback, I'd tell her, you know, I recommend stacking with this person or whatever. Well, <laughs> and it's, it's just so funny because she ended up, you know, I, I feel like she basically tuned me out whenever I was explaining pretty much any any of the the reasoning on stuff. But she uh, she ended up just picking picking like basically guys I recommended. Half the time they weren't even guys I played, and uh, I just felt like they were gonna have good weeks. And I told her, and she she was choosing all the right players all all season, and ended up taking it down. That's insane. Yeah, I, that reminds me a little bit like how me like I don't know if you guys have seen me and my dad create a little bit of fantasy content. Now we mm-hmm. both do. A uh, kind of similar to Baby Bowl, actually, a little bit. Like, we do a DFS showdown every week where each of us create a DFS lineup on DraftKings and then we go head to head against one another. But, like, because, like, my dad, like, I, a lot of people, like, misconceive this with on, on Twitter. Like, a lot of people think my dad got me into football. Like, no, I was the fan of football. My dad didn't really care about football at all. I got him into it and I got him into fantasy. I got him into all this stuff. So he, everything he knows about fantasy is pretty much taught by me, and now he's I've created a bit of a monster because right now we're tied in DFS showdown, and the loser at the end of the year, uh, we go through the Super Bowl. The loser at the end of the year has to do like a polar plunge. We're gonna make a video and drive out to oh, a beach oh. in New York, so it'll be. Uh, <laughs> see, I've created a bit of a monster with my dad. He's actually pretty, he knows a good amount now. I've got him in a dynasty league now. Uh, I've got him a couple of redraft leagues with me now, like, and we got the DFS stuff going on. Like, he's into yeah. it, and it's it's really fun. 
That's that's awesome because I I have seen I was gonna say I have seen the videos a lot of the videos yeah, like yeah. I try to catch them catch them when I can and and vote on your guys like between your guys' two teams because you always have yeah, the yeah. usually have the poll underneath or whatever Me so too, I, yeah I, uh, yeah I usually try to catch those and vote on them but that's that's awesome though that's that's uh definitely awesome. As you guys talked, I just sat here and thought about how. In the baby bowl, I got beat by a pregnant woman last uh, during the regular season and a 16-year-old boy in week number one. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway. Life choices, my friend. Hey, Rob, give us the top 10 here, if you don't mind. Um, maybe, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't not, not finishers in the regular season, because we can go back and do that some other time. Uh, but how about top 10 finishers in this week of the baby bowl, week number one? And, of course, we know Hutch is in the lead. And, Hutch, did you, did you know that the prize pool was going to be as big as it was? Did you did you see what that prize pool is if you finish first overall in the entire Baby Bowl playoffs? I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I had no, I have no idea. Yeah, well, I didn't either. I mean, I because Rob does it like in a, he does it he does it very uniquely. And as far as by the way my brain works, because he's got all these percentages and everything and what it's gonna yeah, be. I did see. I saw the percentages, but I didn't see the actual number. Like I I like I just didn't see it actually. I didn't, like I didn't pay attention to. it. I was like, oh cool. Like I didn't because I didn't think I was gonna win. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, and you don't get this whole lump sum. It's if you finish first in the whole baseball playoffs. I think it's like six hundred and sixteen dollars or something. Oh, shoot. That. Yeah, if you finish first, it's six hundred and sixteen dollars. Am I saying that right, Rob? It's actually six eighty eight. Six eighty eight eighty is the is the number one number one prize. Dang. Wow. Yeah. Look, that's that's something to go for. That that'll start your college educational fund there. Uh, not <laughs> yeah. only you put it on your college My, applications that you won week just, one and you have the highest score in the baby bowl. Wes, I was gonna say it might pay for two books. That's that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what we're at now. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, top ten, top ten after week number one here, shooting for the six hundred and eighty-eight dollars. All right, so at ten we have at Tango eleven B with one forty-eight. At nine at Niski eighty-seven one forty-nine. Eight at Jake's F Football one fifty-two. At number seven at Jerry J twenty-two one fifty-three. Number six is at Into the Lab Pod, 153 as well. Number five, Justin Gray, 155. Fourth place at Superflex Dude, 159. Third is at FM Bergie, I think, is uh, 159 as well. Second is at Cruiser, 128, with uh, 163. And then first at Hutchinson B underscore FF with 182. That's all right. There you go. Great top ten too. Uh, I heard a lot of great names in there and good people on Twitter that we follow and follow us and everything like that too. So it's always good to have all those people. I'm just gonna say right now though, I I I have taught Jake's football everything he knows. I'm, I'm saying that right <laughs> off the cuff, I, just to let him know that I'm paying attention and watching him. I sent him a little DM. I said, "Hey man, don't steal my thunder. Don't take, don't don't finish, <laughs> steal my top ten finish." And we are talking to two Hutch right now. Uh, make sure you follow him. Over on Twitter, you can do that at, uh, what is it? What? At Hutchinson B underscore FF. And don't forget to follow the Daddy of the Bay Bowl at Norton Cerro 723. You can follow me as well at Lofinet. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with that little underscore. Fellas, we got to look ahead now. We got to look ahead to this divisional round. Getting nitty gritty. Oh. In the in the football playoffs, getting nitty gritty. And the first game, and this is why my my teenage daughter is hanging around in here. And, and, and you may not know this, Hutch, but she is a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, so she wants to hear uh, us talk nicely about the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't know if I right. can do that completely or not, <laughs> because the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of those teams that just don't seem to go away. And we all know that Kansas City is a little bit vulnerable in the secondary, right? 
Uh, how, how do you see, before we go through our little fantasy takes here and look for baby bowl booms or busts, I just want to know, Hutch, from you, how do you see this game going between Jacksonville and Kansas City? So with Jacksonville and Kansas City, I, I, I do think Kansas City is going to end up with the win at the end. But I do think it's actually going to be a pretty close competitive game. I really do love Trevor Lawrence. I really believe in him. I think he's a fantastic play in this game. We can get into that more uh, as we go through the fantasy takes and stuff through this show. But I think this is going to be a really close competitive game, very high scoring as well. The over-under on DraftKings right now, I believe, is at 51.5. And I think that's a solid bet over. I think you could bet the over on that and be happy with it. I think 51.5 is a bit low. I think both these teams could easily score 30 points in this week. I mean, we saw... I mean, we saw the Chargers score 20, like 27 and a half. And then we saw the, the uh, Jack, Jacksonville come back basically in the second half and score like 31. Like, like we saw that happen in that last game. So I feel like this is going to be a high scoring, very competitive game. And I feel like a lot of great fantasy options are available here. I do too. Rob, I keep seeing in this game, I keep, I keep seeing the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chief game from last year. I just can see this one being a real big shootout. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, both are great offenses, great QBs. So, you know, I agree with Hutch. It could be definitely a shootout in this one. Okay. All right. Uh, next one, Rob, I want you to give your opinion about this New York Giant-Philadelphia Eagle game. How do you think it's going to go? Yeah, so honestly, I mean, to me, it all comes down. i here, Rob. Be nice. I, I was going to say, i gotta, I got to watch my words here. But no, I, I, honestly, I, am, I honestly do think that as assuming – uh, Jalen Hurts is fully healthy, which I believe he is. You know, they they took him off the, the injury report, so my assumption is that he's fully healthy. Um, I, I kind of think the Eagles are going to roll in this one. Um, okay. I just think they're they're too good on both sides of the ball for the Giants. Like the Giants, you know, are, have been a fun team. Uh, like we talked about Daniel Jones, I like Daniel Jones. I love, I love Saquon. Um, I just think the Eagles are too talented on both sides of the ball for the Giants. Okay, you agree with that, Hutch? I'm, I'm sure you do. Yeah, 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 I agree here. I especially I especially believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to, especially with Jalen Hurts maybe coming back from injury. You know, I know he's off the injury report, but I did see a practice where he was like, you know, he was like breaking through a couple tackles and like falling onto like a, uh, like a big pad out there, and he fell specifically away from his shoulder. He spells, uh, fell specifically on his back, so that was interesting to see that. He is off the injury report, though, so he should be healthy. But even so, I think there's going to be a lot of running the football. The Giants, over the last eight games of the fantasy football season, were bottom eight in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, they were awful against the run, along the vast majority of the running backs in the second half of the year. Uh, the lead running back against them rushed for at least 85 yards. Like They were they were just being crushed by the running game. And I, I think Philly, with Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, I think they're going to eat them alive, and I think that's just going to be an Eagles-dominated game. I... Um... Yeah, I've been thinking about Jalen Hurts and on the Alabama Crimson Tide team and how he was playing for the national championship and got benched for Tua, you know, that time and everything like that. I, I've just been thinking about that this entire week, and so I keep seeing flashbacks to how Jalen performs maybe in crunch time. Um, so I, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, Hutch. I'm just kidding. I can't I can't do that to you, Hutch. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't care, man. I can take it. You can tell me whatever no, you want. No, I think Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles roll. I was just kidding with you. I was messing with you. Yeah. I think they roll in this one. But I don't want to count the Giants out too much. And I do, have that, they I do have that possibility in my head of maybe what a Jalen Hurts does in a postseason. That's that's what. The Giants, I will give them credit, though. Like, Giants, like, it's. Like they're a team where like their locker room energy and their vibe is just insane. Like I have loved watching their locker room and love watching their 
you know, they're play like they're all so hyped. They're all so like together. They're one unit, and it's just it's incredible to watch their chemistry. I, I, I will. Think- yeah, I think the next two games are really, really interesting. And so I'll throw it to you first, Rob. The Cincinnati and Buffalo game, uh, this one is a 48.5-point total. Buffalo is favored, of course, 27-point implied total in this one. And uh, you know, this, is the, this, <laughs> this one is going to be chippy. You know, it's just going to be chippy, and I'm not sure what to think. And you talk about a, a, a locker room environment, Hutch. I, I really think that the Cincinnati Bengals team, Rob, has just got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting because you know the Bengals are defending you know AFC champs and they're the five and a half point underdog. Um, I do think Buffalo takes this. I, I just think they're better all around. Um, but you know, obviously Bur- Burrow versus Allen is just it's just going to be a fun game to watch. Honestly, um, I'm I'm looking forward to this one a ton. I, probably the this is the one I'm probably looking forward to the most on the weekend. You say Cincinnati Bengals are the AFC champs right now, and, and nobody's knocked them off that pedestal yet. But Hutch, when, when I bring up the Buffalo Bills, it really feels like they're the AFC champions. But I, but they're not until I think I, I carried myself in my mind that Joe Burrow is a lot like Tom Brady used to be. Until I see him come out of the playoffs, until I see him get beat, and I'm going all the way back to his LSU days. When, until I see him get beat, I'm not going to count that guy out. Yeah, I, I, it's this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a competitive game. This is gonna be an extremely competitive game. I, you know, when I uh, actually before the season started, interestingly, I had the Eagles and the Bills going to the playoffs. I mean, and throwing the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping that could still work out here if Buffalo wins this game. But yeah, don't count Joe Burrow out of this game. I, I don't, I don't want to at all. He was, he was on the final drive, guys. Yeah. He was on the final drive, and Aaron Donald sacked him, or else he may have won the Super Bowl last year. Just think about that for a second. Yeah. And they're five and a half point dogs, and their team hasn't changed five all and a half that much. Too high. That's yeah. way too high. I, I can't see it. I mean, I know Buffalo's the chosen team now at this point. Dallas at San Francisco. I really, I, I told Pierre on the podcast of last week, even that I really felt scared for Brock Purdy in these playoffs because he is a rookie. He's facing some tough defenses and especially in this Dallas defense coming at him. And I thought I saw that last week in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, so he just got some smelling salts or something over there on the sideline, Hutch. And he just came to life and really started playing really, really well. I think he showed his patience in the pocket and everything, waited for those crossing patterns and was really able to line it up. But I'm not sure that those plays are going to be there against this Dallas defense. Yeah, Brock Purdy, I think the, uh, the the attention he's been getting over the past couple weeks with uh, how well he's played, I think it's a bit much. I've heard people say he's the next, like, Tom Brady or whatever, and I think that's kind of crazy. You know, I, I think this is really – Brock Purdy is definitely a solid quarterback, and he's definitely proven himself. He has looked good. But we also got to remember Kyle Shanahan is a genius. He made Lick Mullins a few years ago look good. He made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a great quarterback. Like, he can make any quarterback look good like a serviceable NFL quarterback. I think that's mostly what this is. So if Dallas really puts Purdy under pressure early, like they did with Brady in their past game, Purdy's going to have a tough time out there. But if the San Francisco offensive line can block well, if they can, you know, keep Purdy uh, at least decently comfortable in this game, I think they're going, I, I think they're going to be okay. But I think that's the big question mark in this game is what does the Dallas defense do when they, when it comes to pressuring Brock Purdy? Cause if Brock Purdy's under pressure, Running for his life all game, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be tough because we know their we know their corners can if Brock Purdy just chucks one up their corners can make plays you know, we know Trevon Diggs uh, last year led the league in interceptions 
and this year has made some plays as well. Their corners can make some picks. Their corners can make some plays. If Brock Purdy, if they just make Brock Purdy throw it up or make stupid decisions, they're gonna the Brock Purdy's gonna pay for it. Rob, it's a 46-point total. San Francisco's favored by four, but this is the lowest money line where San Francisco's only favored, I guess, minus 200 is what San Francisco is. So uh, what, how, do you see that? Do you see Dallas being able to put pressure on them and winning? Is Are they the best dog this week? I think so. Um, you know, I think I think the Bengals are, like, the best team of the dogs, um, but but they're also playing Almost the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Most and like, yeah. 100%. But, but yeah, I, I agree. And but I agree with everything Hutch said pretty much. Um, like it's it's pretty crazy too. I I, <laughs> I was uh someone someone uh you know I, I think I've been in multiple group chats now where people have been talking about Brock Purdy and like where you drafting him in startups and superflex and where yeah, he's yeah. gonna be the franchise QB. I'm like, what is going on here? This is this is craziness. <laughs> like you guys understand that Trey Lance, if he's healthy, is gonna start next year. Like <laughs> I, I I can't not see in. I mean, I, I just don't see them not starting Trey Lance if Trey Lance is fully healthy. I mean, I, I agree with Hutch. Like, Shanahan has made multiple quarterbacks look good. And the thing is, is, like, people are, are so quick to write off Trey Lance. Like, he sat last year like because he was raw. He started this year and got hurt, like, right away. So, so what, what kind of chance does anyone really give him? Um, he has way, way, way more physical, raw physical tools. So if, if, uh, Shanahan can design an offense to make Purdy look good, I, I think he can do that with someone like Trey Lance. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the Purdy love has gone way too far for me. Um, I, I do think that if, if, uh, the Cowboys get after him, that there, that it's going to, it's, we could see him, you know, show his colors as a, as a seventh round rookie. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but they're resigning. They keep they're keeping Timmy G, and he's starting over both of them. All right, so just I hate to burst your bubble, Rob. Yeah, yeah it could, good, good. I don't know. Could you imagine? Know. Could you imagine? I mean, just it's going to be a- insane to see that Rex switch <laughs> play out. Hey, let's look for some baseball booms here. Let's help everybody out. Hutch, that you are the highest scorer of all time without giving away your lineup. Look, this is competitive. We want everybody yeah, to do yeah. well and all that. But, but you know, we know we know that we 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 know how the fantasy football world works. Okay, so let's let's just let's just do the best we can without giving away our lineups. And and everybody, as you know, just just fade me at this point. Just fade me at this point, and we'll be okay. All right. Uh, so Hutch, make a case for one of these quarterbacks. We're looking at the DraftKings board here with all four games on it uh, make a case for the biggest baseball boom for a quarterback this week so this week i mean i was talking about him a little bit earlier but i'm banging the table this week for trevor lawrence quarterback of the jacksonville jaguars going against kansas city chiefs this week kansas city as i believe west was saying earlier very vulnerable in the secondary i mean so vulnerable in the secondary and it's not that they're that bad in the secondary it's just that teams play so much more aggressive against them. They're throwing the ball down the field, going for and fourth down more because they have to. Kansas City is going to score a ton of points on offense. They usually do in most games. And Jacksonville's defense, like, they're not going to be able to handle Mahomes for very long. Like, this is not going to last. Uh, their defense is not going to be able to hold up against him. So, especially when you got Doug Peterson as this coach, you know, we've seen him go for fourth downs. He makes big plays. He's willing to chuck it down the field. So, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to have a field day out here. With Kershaw Kirk, Zay Jones, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram and company. And I think they're going to have a heck of a time out there scoring a lot of points. I don't know if it's going to be enough to win. I think Mahomes is going to be able to win this game. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big game. Right now he is the, uh, I believe, the sixth quarterback uh, on DraftKings when you look at pricing. the sixth, Yeah, he's the sixth cheapest quarterback at 6000 on DraftKings. I think that's 
very much worth the bet. I like that pick. I, I, the only thing I would say about Trevor Lawrence as far as Mabel Boom, and I think I think he will. I, he'll put up enough volume that you got to do that. You know, the running game is going to be taken out of context there in Kansas City. They're probably the game script. They're going to be down so forth. And and you're right, Hutch. Fourth biggest points given up to quarterbacks throughout the DraftKings season this year. Seventh most uh, points given up to wide receivers this year from a DraftKings perspective. So I like that Trevor Lawrence. I just he's so shaky right now. And that first. That first quarter really had me going, what in the world was going on with Trevor yeah. Lawrence? And now he's got to go into Kansas City and perform? I, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. But I understand. that he, Big baby boom potential for sure. I think he made a very compelling case. Rob, tell me who you think could be the biggest baby boom here this week on quarterback. So, yeah, it's 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 always interesting in the playoffs because you, to me, I, you know, I always talk about every year about how quarterback is kind of the most interesting one. It's the riskiest in the sense that you, depending on who you play, you may end up with no quarterback in the Super Bowl. Um, and that's that's something that, you know, is tough. So that's part of the reason why I switched from Daniel Jones last week to to Joe Burrow. You know, well, yeah. Not because I expected Daniel Jones to be in the Super Bowl, but um, more or less kind of like I, I think I've gone over this last year when we were talking about QB strategy was kind of just using all quarterbacks from the same conference. And that way you guarantee yourself um, a quarterback in the Super Bowl from the other conference. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at uh, with that since I use Joe Burrow. Um I'm basically, honestly, deciding between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes this week. I mean, you, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Um, and I think both of them will have monster games. Um, I'm kind of, lean, for, for me, I, I kind of lean Allen just because I do think that, I mean, I love that game as is. And obviously I've already used Burrow. So it's kind of like safeguarding myself, but, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I think uh, Josh Allen's going to have a monster game. Okay. Josh, yeah, it's hard to say. Josh Allen's not going to be a baby bull boom. <laughs> right. I kind of went the opposite and how you were thinking. And I know you and I think along the same lines, because we've talked for a couple of years, uh, in the baby bull playoffs, picking the best losers and stuff. I, I stayed away from the AFC with some of those positional players like that. And I, I, because I, I think, Let's say Patrick Mahomes makes it to the Super Bowl. All right, I got mm-hmm. him, right? And I don't want to have to choose between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen come AFC Championship game time if it's if it's those two or even if it's Joe Burrow, insert all three of those names. I don't want to have to choose which one's going to win that game because I'm not really sure. I, right. I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure who's going to win that game. So if I pick the wrong person to win that game, I'm in trouble. You know, or to lose that yeah, game. Yeah, I got punished trouble. with that. I got punished with that last week because I didn't pick any Vikings. So oh, I got I got punished with that. I did not pick any Vikings this past week. So I I got kind of crushed by that. So I have no Justin Jefferson, no Dalvin Cook heading into Baby Bowl. So well, I think I week. put Justin Jefferson in there, and I got a total of like seven points. So, oh, so yeah, I, I think sucks. I got punished. I think I got punished. Yeah, he sucked, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, Wes, so so to your point though, here 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 was my logic behind it with the with the QBs. Um, why I ended up going with Burrow and they and the in and trying to do the AFC thing was if I didn't, I would only get to use one of those QBs, and I want to use as many of those yeah. QBs because yeah. they're all elite. Um, so the worry there was like I want to be able to use all I want to be able to use both Mahomes and Allen throughout the playoffs. And if I if I like you said, if if you 
if you use anyone from the NFC, and if you use multiple from the NFC, and then you get to the AFC Championship, and then you choose the wrong one, now you could be out quarterback. So, like I said, in my, in my basically what I did is I said I'm going to use Burrow, and then next week I'm using Allen Mahomes, and then the following week I'll use Allen or Mahomes, and then that way I used all three of those stud QBs, and then just use the NFC QB. You might, and, and you might be right, I, honestly, I, about that, and I. Because Hopefully I was hurts. looking at yeah, I was looking at the path of winnership, I guess, to the NFC, and I was going, ooh, you know, even if Tom Brady makes it out of the first round, which he absolutely did not, right? But uh, even if he does make it out of there, there's a, there's a little path for him uh, to go to the Super Bowl, and I can mm-hmm. ride that tie, you know, NFC wave all the way there because you can kind of see the Philadelphia thing coming and stuff like that a little bit. So I think I got enough, but I I totally understand what you were saying because as we were talking about it, I was going back through my thought process, and I was really just going wow, this is tough this year because I thought last year it was kind of solidified that the Rams were going to make the Super Bowl so you can hold on to that one. And it was either going to be Cincinnati or Buffalo. So I think I stayed on the AFC side last year just so I knew that I could have those Rams for the Super Bowl. And I think I put up a really, I think I finished second place mm-hmm. in the last week last year of the Baby Bowl playoffs. And I can't remember who beat me, but uh, just that, yeah, I remember that. So that's good logic. Uh, my biggest Baby Bowl boom this week for, at quarterback guys, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yes, that's right. I said it against the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. We saw what Geno Smith did last week with the, against those San Francisco 49ers from a passing perspective. And I just think that if the Dallas Cowboy defense can put that San Francisco offense and Brock Purdy, I think they could put them in compromising positions to where the Dallas Cowboys offense will be a very good field position, getting ready to score quite often. And and look, Dak looked good last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the, the team quit last week, to be honest. I don't know that Tampa Bay even showed up for that game. <laughs> and not just from a quarterback perspective, but also from a whole team perspective. I think they, they smelled what was cooking, and they were all out of the door. And and so when I look at that, I, I look at what the Dak, Dak Prescott did, though. He just looked very comfortable in the pocket. I was I was very impressed. And that San Francisco secondary is very vulnerable. And, and the Dallas Cowboys team has got the tools to be able to take advantage of that, especially in a short field situation, guys. So I'm thinking Dak Prescott as my baby bowl boom. Who do you not want to touch with a 10-foot pole this week as a quarterback there, Hutch? And it could Let be Dak. Get... You, you, you can give me Dak if you want to. Don't, don't no, it, it, no, whoever I you want. I wasn't going to say Dak. I think Dak is a very solid play this week. But looking at the playoffs, it's really, it's really tough because, I mean, when you look at these teams, they all have pretty good quarterbacks. Like, I mean, it's tough to, you know, tough to like say no 100% to any of these guys. But I mean, if I had to say there's two quarterbacks for me that I'm considering, uh, I think there's two like clear bottom tier quarterbacks in this, uh, in this playoffs. So one of them is Daniel Jones. One of them is Brock Purdy. No offense to Daniel Jones. I think he's a solid NFL quarterback, but compared to these guys, it's kind of tough to not put those two at the bottom here. Yeah. If I had to pick one that I really just don't want any part of this week, I think I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. I was talking about it earlier. If Dallas puts him under pressure, he's going to be messy. He might throw an interception, maybe multiple, and that's going to be an absolute disaster. If really, like, if seventh-round rookie, like, comes out in him against this Cowboys defense, that's going to be an absolute disaster. And you're go like, you will not place first in Baby Bowl, or you will not win your DraftKings <laughs> if you put Brock Purdy in there. I know <laughs> it's tempting because he is the cheapest quarterback on the weekend DraftKings. So if you're looking to cheap a quarterback, it could be there, but... I just don't think it's worth it. I think the the Cowboys defense are have a very good chance of having their way with him this week. Rob, 
hundred percent agree with everything. I mean, Purdy, Purdy is the one for me that like, I'm not even considering, um, even if I was going NFC QBs, um, and Daniel Jones, I pretty much wouldn't either. I like, I always, like I said, I always like Daniel Jones more than, more than anyone else generally on a weekly basis, but against the Eagles, um, like why, why consider him when, when here's the thing you only need to use, you only get to use three more quarterbacks the rest of the way. I don't think anyone's going to rank him in the top three of the quarterbacks we have left. So, um, there's no need to, to use him at this point. I agree. And, and I will say for mine, and I'll just go a little contrary to those two thoughts is Trevor Lawrence. And I know he was your boom and I can understand why. And I think that maybe the fantasy points could be there at the end of it all, but he looked so shaky in the first half last week that it kind of makes me a little bit nervous going into Kansas city. If there's a home field advantage in the NFL, unlike any other, it is the Kansas city chiefs. All right. And that is a college kind of environment. That is college kind of atmosphere. And I, 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 I think that whole team is young, and I think they're way out above their skis right now at this point. I know Doug Peterson is there, and he can maybe work some magic. But if I, if, if I'm feeling nervous about somebody, it's Trevor Lawrence this week. So I think I'm going to stay away from him. Let's jump over to the running backs, fellers. Running backs. I love what you said about uh, Miles Sanders this week. I just can't trust him that much, Hutch. I, I want to start with our bus here. In the in the running back room, guys, and and because Miles Sanders was going to be my guy for the bus because wow. I well really? yes, but but it it goes back to everything we were saying about J.K. Dobbins as well. You know, Jalen Hurts is there. If Jalen Hurts is down there on the goal line, I think he's going to end up with those touches possibly down there. And they've been using Kenneth Gainwell just a little bit down there in the goal line uh, situation as well uh, in the weeks at towards the end of the season. So I kind of see that. I love Miles Sanders. I love everything on paper about it. But if I look at that's the one guy I'm going to stay away from because I just never can trust him much. So he is my bust. Okay, you can argue for him to be in your boom if you want to. That's fine with me. I can take the I can take the pain, right? But uh, tell me who your bust is going to be. You can tell me your boom as well if you need to. Yeah, I think the bust for me this week. I mean, I I think Miles Sanders would be my boom this week. I mean, I was talking about it earlier, but I can get more details later after the bust. But for this week at running back, it's really tough not to talk about Ezekiel Elliott this week. The San Francisco 49ers uh, DraftKings scoring our first against running backs this season. They are pretty brutal. And Zeke Elliott this year, I'm going to be honest, like he's looked washed. He's looked absolutely washed. He's looked like a disaster this year. He has had some bright moments, but most of this year he has looked washed. And Tony Pollard has played significantly better football. And I just don't, I just can't trust Zeke in this game. I just can't okay. trust Zeke in this matchup. He's looked washed. The matchup is brutal, and Tony Parr has been electric. I don't want to trust. I don't want to touch Zeke. Rob, it's funny. That's the that's that's the first one that I go to as well as Zeke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the thing too is like, you know, part of it is the thing is is like, I, I, I mean, it's so tough because with running backs, generally game script, you want the game script for them to be winning. Um, but in the baby bowl, you also want to pick losers because you want to have running backs left because you need to choose two, two per week. And if you choose guys that win, exactly, exactly. So it's like, it's such a, such a conundrum to try to try to do. Um, so like for me in terms of, of, of bust, I mean, I, I also got to go with Zeke just for the fact that like, like Hutch said, like Pollard's look so much better. Pollard's way more used in the passing game. Um, so I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, I, I think if, if they're going to win this game and if they're going to try to, you know, 
which which running back to establish like Pollard's got to be the guy that they get you know into space more often to make electric plays against this defense. I just don't see Zeke pounding um, pounding his way to to volume against the San Francisco uh, defense. He's actually like my surprise guy of the week that keeps popping in my head. And I, I listen, you guys make perfect sense. And I, I have told myself that too. Right. But I just like to, I like to like st- stub my toe just for fun. Uh, that's what I like to do that. So I like to put Zeke Elliott in lineups just for fun. But if the game script goes the way I'm, I'm looking at this game and they are in short field situations. Who gets all the work inside the red zone? Who gets all the work inside the 10, inside the five yard line? It's Zeke, man. And and the whole reason why he is there is for this moment in the playoffs. And I'm not saying he's going to get it done between the twenties. No, that's Tony Pollard's work. But when it gets down there in the red zone, that's Zeke Elliott's work. And that guy, did you see him last week? And I know it was last week, but the way he ran the football, he would just, he just, he doesn't care. He just leads with his head. He just goes forward, and he's just a little bowling ball in there. I just think he could get a couple of touchdowns this week. That's I do. I think it's going to be a couple of touchdown week for Zeke. That's uh, he's not my boom play. He's just my surprise play, and I've left you both speechless after uh, because of my <laughs> stupidity. That's fine. That's and fine. I, I am going to say. Uh, well, actually, no. Never mind. Actually, never mind. What I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Thank you for your kindness. Uh, yes. All right. So running back. Uh, yeah, I do think the Sanders thing and, and I just because I expect a lot out of him. I just don't think it's going to happen. And so that's why I'm calling him a bust in my brain to keep him out of my ba- out of my Babel lineups, out of my DraftKings lineups and everything like that. My boom player of the week, though. That's my, boy, boy, that's tough because I want to say Jarek McKinnon. I really do. I want to say he's the guy that's going to end up doing it all. In the red zone, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the charger guy. He's, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be the guy that's going to be able to run the ball. He's what he saved him for in the playoffs. I just, I just think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon. I think that's what they utilize him for. Uh, touching, t- what do you have? A, touch the, a touchdown through the air or through, through reception for like the last five games or something like that in the regular season. And they're going to be throwing it all over the field again. It's just what they do. That's in their hands. So what about you, Rob? Big baby will boom. So this, I mean, this feels kind of cheap to say Christian McCaffrey as a boom because he's just, <laughs> I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey. But at the same time, again, um, we we talked earlier. Um, I talked. We mentioned uh, how I was nervous about the 49ers winning this game. Um, the only time I ever like to like save players when it comes to baby bowl playoffs is if I'm very very confident. Like last week, I was very confident in the Bills winning and the 49ers winning. So I really didn't use like any of those players. Um, this week, I'm, I don't, I honestly don't know what to expect. I wouldn't be surprised if either the 49ers or Cowboys win. And just, just from that logic, I don't want to not use Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's so involved obviously in every aspect of the game, passing wise running. So I think he's a, a safe play and, and I don't want to, you know, not use him. So I guess I, that's, that's where I'll go with my boom. I agree with you. I like that thought. And I thought the same thing. Like, even if they advance past this round and if Philadelphia wins, like we all think that they will, they're not going to be able to run the ball very well against Philadelphia either. You right. know what I mean? Like there's, so no. he, he might go out one of these games and, and then if they make it to the Super Bowl, he still may not have a great Super Bowl, but it's CMC. So you got to use him because he might have a great game. Right. Exactly. And, and what about you, Hutch? Give me a boom. So the boom for me this week, I'm going to just go with it. I'm talking about Miles Sanders running back of the Philadelphia Eagles playing against the New York Giants this week. I mean, no, was last time we saw Miles Sanders against the Giants, you remember what he did? Oh, don't remind me. It's, <laughs> a, you, it's probably a good memory there. Do we remember, guys? 
I do remember. In case you didn't remember, for the listeners at home, 17 rush attempts, 144 yards, and two touchdowns. Also added on a catch for 11. Just dominated one of the best performances of his season. Uh, When you look at fantasy points, uh, PBR fantasy points, one of the best performances of his season. And the Giants have also been very weak on defense against the running back position in the second. The first half, they started out all right. But in the second half, it completely fell apart. The vast majority of lead running backs against the Giants were putting up numbers. They were bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to the running back position. The Giants have been weaker against the run as of late. And I think the Eagles are coming to this game. And I think I think they're going to have a decent lead throughout this game. But additionally, I think if, they're, if they really want to win this game, I feel like they're going to have to attack with the run game. And if they do that, if they start off with that on that foot, they're not going to stop. And I think Miles Sanders is ready for a big game here. So that was last game against the Giants? His last game against the Giants. Okay. Yeah, last, they, the last time Miles Sanders played the Giants, he went off for 144 yards. Yeah, because he didn't, as I say, that week that week 18 game, I'm pretty sure he didn't, he didn't play. Oh, no, sorry. No. Oh, shoot. I forgot about week 18. Yeah, never mind. Week uh, 18. I, I was they, just yeah. gently reminding you there, Hutch. Shoot, yeah. But, but see, and, and, and you never know the circumstances. The Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's my bad, guys. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. no, no, you, no, 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 uh, no you, he had a huge game week 14, though, yes. against the Giants. And a huge I game. Week but eight. I was wondering, was that, was that a Minshew game? When was the Minshew game? Was that Dallas or New Orleans? That was New Orleans, right? Minshew game was Dallas and New Orleans. Those are the two Minshew games. Hurts played when he played in Week 14, and Week okay, 18. Yeah. What Week 18 was, I believe. Uh, no, Week 18 was also a Hurts game, but Hurts was also hurt in that game. That's. Yeah. I was gonna say I I throw the Week 18 game I threw out it personally. Away too. I completely so. like I threw it away too so much that I forgot about it. Like I yeah. that game. That game. <laughs> no, was no, and and that was different circumstances because I I bet that they were trying to dare. You know, hurts to throw the ball. They're, they're probably the defense was a little bit different. We'll see what happens this game, though. A, a very interesting uh, environment is w- uh, for, for sure, for sure, because of the whole hurt situation. So I like what you're saying, though. Huge game against the New York Giants. It can go either way. I, right now, it looks like the the record is me won, you won, Hutch, as far as the the game productivity goes. So we shall see. This yeah. will be the tiebreaker game. I like that. Rob, what about you? You said CMC. Let's go over to the wide receivers then, fellas. Wide receivers. All right. Uh, wide receivers. When I sit here and break this down, I do absolutely like how, Hutch, you, you prepared it a little bit. I liked one of those Jacksonville Jaguars receivers. If I'm going on DraftKings, though, yeah. I'm going to take the cheaper option probably and just go with a Zay Jones this week because I don't see a lot of difference between him or Christian Kirk as far as who's going to sco- who's going to score a touchdown or who's going to get the big play this week, Hutch. Yeah, it, it's it's tough between those two. Those two, I mean, are like towards the end of the season, it was really a 1A, 1B between those two, between Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. And sometimes they even favored Zay Jones. Like it was just ridiculous how many targets he was getting towards the end of the season. If Yeah, it's really tough. I think you could take your dart throw at either, and I think both could really be well this week. Both could be okay. great. It, it's well, fun. It's mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's funny, too, because it seems like DraftKings is just like reluctant to raise Zay Jones' price. That he could go <laughs> off for like 40, are, 40, 40, it's it's yeah, like he could go off for like forty five points and they'll they'll raise him a hundred dollars or something. It's just like I'm like, what is yeah, going on here? Like, I don't know. I I've been playing Zay Jones like every week in DraftKings for 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 months now at this point, pretty much. I mean, it's, it killed me one week and he had a, had that dud like near the end of the season, but other than that, pretty much every week he's paid off. Well, that, I don't want to say he's my baby boy boom, but he's definitely one of those guys. Like I'm just going, I don't want to burn that guy. I don't want to burn that guy because he's got so many wide receivers, but they do run out by the 
into the playoffs a little bit if you pick the wrong team and stuff. I don't think Jacksonville is going to win this game this week. So I want to kind of pick up on the Zay Joneses of the world just to kind of, and maybe even the Christian, maybe all three, maybe Ingram too. You know, I just want to put all three of them in the lineup. I would love I to do that. Yeah, I already played Ingram and uh, – I already I played too. Ingram this week, so I can't play Ingram. But I did too, and, and then I was like really stuck at tight end because I always played Ingram. So I got I got <laughs> yeah. one more option though. I'll give you my baby bull boom <laughs> for that one. Uh, Rob, give me a baby bull boom at wide receiver. Who you see? Yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm I'm actually gonna go with Stephon Diggs. <laughs> I know I'm I'm playing a lot of studs here when it's talking about his boom, so it's pretty safe to, <laughs> to say these guys are are booms. But again, it just goes back to the fact that I while I do think the Bills are gonna win, um, I don't want to count out the Bengals. I, I think this game's gonna be a high scoring competitive game. Um, I think they're gonna need a lot out of Allen and Diggs to be able to outscore the Bengals, and I don't want to end up u- not using Diggs and then have the, the Bengals uh, knock them off and Diggs go for like 25 or 30 this this week and, and lose. In, in DraftKings, a Diggs or a Gabe Davis, it doesn't matter. I mean, can, can we put Gabe Davis in there with almost certainty that he has just as much of a shot to score or have a big boom week in DraftKings? Yeah, especially because the price is so big of a gap. I think it's yeah. like 7,700 versus 4,800, if I remember offhand. Yeah, yeah, something um, like that. Okay, so yeah, and like, so like, yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly when it comes down to projections, I, I, I would have Gabe Davis above from a point per dollar standpoint, and especially, you know, depending on how you're trying to build your lineup. If you're playing an elite quarterback, it's going to be much easier to use Gabe Davis, or if you're using uh, McCaffrey and high-end, uh, you know, some high-end running backs or, or Kelsey, even and things like that. Um, Gabe Davis is one of my favorite guys to be able to throw in and uh, get some salary saving. Hutch, give me a baby bull boom for wide receiver. Man, maybe we'll win wide receiver. This is really tough. There's a lot of guys you can go with here. I, I love the Stefan Diggs pick, but I'm actually going to go on the other side of the field. I want to talk about Gabe Davis, who is a player that we can see blow up at some points this season. He's had massive, massive games, but there's also been games where he's just completely disappeared on us. But we'll want to talk about uh, Eli Apple, who suffered an injury against the Ravens, doesn't look like he will play. So that's an injury to their defense. Uh, that's an injury to their passing defense that you got to look out for. While Eli Apple hasn't played amazing uh, this year, he's still a he's still a starter on their team. So they're gonna have to throw a rookie out there. Uh, I believe a later round rookie. I can't remember his name, but he who he's who replaced Eli Apple in that playoff game while Apple was out. And I think that's a huge opportunity to take advantage of the number two wide receiver option for Buffalo, and that's Gabe Davis. So I'm looking at Gabe Davis to have a big week. I mean, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, this could be, it should be a very high-scoring game with a lot of points on the board. I expect Gabe Davis to come out and have a big game. I like it. I also have C.D. Lamb uh, for DraftKings purposes. I like that. Uh, I like C.D. Lamb just seeing what D.K. Metcalf did, and he's the guy that gets a lot of those targets. I don't mind a Gallup, especially in DraftKings. He's 3,800. Had a big week last week, and he was just somebody that Dak was looking for in the red zone. Yeah, guys, when I was sitting there looking at it, I'm like, uh, I guess I got Dallas penciled in for about 100 points this week is what it sounds like to me. (laughs) (laughs) I got big games out of Dak. I got big games out of C.D., and I even got Zeke Elliott scored two touchdowns. <laughs> I need more miles too. Hey, uh, what about what about San Francisco? Are, are we looking at them as being bust? And I I know we talked about the Purdy situation, the Cowboy situation. Uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, fellas, is it people that want they want to stay away from those guys as far as baby boom goes because they got more bust potential than anybody else? Rob. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Um, 
I don't think it's necessarily like I don't think they're out of play. I still I still have both of those guys like top ten on the week. Um, so it kind of depends on where you go, who you who you think is going to win, like what your risk tolerance is when it comes to baby bowl, things like that. Like what what your you know plan of action really is. So I I think both are honestly viable. Um, it's just you know, for for me, I I think I'm gonna probably end up avoiding avoiding both. I think out of the two, I probably would lean Debo right now. Um, but yeah, especially especially the fact that like I mentioned earlier, like I really kind of want to use McCaffrey. Um, I don't think I'm gonna end up getting McCaffrey plus uh, one of the pass catchers in there. Well, really weird prices for them too on DraftKings, especially after yeah. a big week last week from Debo, uh, fifty nine hundred, and then five K for Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just that really low prices. Almost like DraftKings yeah. is tempting you to they use are. those guys because <laughs> they expect very little out of them, and they want that you know that little factor there. What about you, Hutch? Who who you really want to stay away from this week? At wide receiver, I think it would be. Oh man, there there's there's a couple names here. I think that my man, that's really tough. That's really tough because there's a lot of wide receivers I actually really like this week. Not many I actually like hate this week. Mm-hmm. But this San Francisco situation is pretty uh, crazy and unpredictable. Man, what, I, what about those Giants this week against the those Giants Eagles? wide receivers? I think. I mean. I think I would bet against Isaiah Hodgins getting in the end zone this week. I mean, I, I think that's a good I think that's a good one to call out Isaiah Hodgins, who had a massive yeah, week last yeah. week. He's not in the role for me for Baby Bowl because I got him last week when he had his big week. But I don't I, I mean Darius Slay's probably gonna be on him a lot. I feel like he's gonna be able to cover him a lot. So I, yeah, I think Isaiah Hodgins is a good idea to stay away from. But the Debo Ayuk situation is also really tough because Dallas is Dallas's defense. I mean, is if Brock Purdy is really in trouble, like I talked about earlier. Is not going to reflect well on Debo or Ayuk. So uh-huh. those guys are ones I'm uh, definitely in play, like Wes said, but I'm also definitely still uh, still nervous about them this week. I, as well. I mm-hmm. get nervous too about those Eagles wide receivers. Uh, I, you know, they got the AJ situation. I actually would think that Devontae Smith would do a little bit better this week than AJ because. I do believe the Giants will probably pay more attention to A.J. Brown and kind of yeah. leave Devontae Smith just wandering around back there, Rob. I, I, I don't know what to do with the Philadelphia Eagles either. I think Smith yes. is a great play. You, th- okay. you said which one, Hutch? Smith. I think Smith is a great yeah. play. I mean, he's been, yeah. on, he's been, he's been, like, since Dallas Goddard got hurt, it's been absolutely insane. Like, he's been on an absolute roll. It's just, like, look at his game log from where Dallas Goddard got hurt. It's like... It's just been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like he's been crazy. I mean, he ended up finishing as the wide receiver ten in fantasy this year. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane. He's he's awesome. Honestly, I mean, both of them really are awesome. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it is tough. Like in those kind of situations, to pick one or the other <laughs> each week. It is. Um, I have them so close. I think I have them like fourth and sixth on the week, essentially. So I mean, it's really just kind of a pick them. I don't mind. I honestly don't mind playing either of them. Um, just because, you know, yeah, like I, I do think that, like we mentioned earlier, I do think that the Eagles are going to roll in this one. But at the same time, um, I think as long you, you know, you can play one of them um, and still have an, the other one left for next week or the following week. Um, so that's kind of the nice thing with, with the wide receiver situation. So I honestly don't mind playing either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. It's probably the third time they played uh, this year, too. You know, the Giants in Philadelphia. So 
teams know each other really well, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I expect a lower scoring game out of this than a higher scoring one, especially with the injury concern. You wonder how much of a letdown the Giants are going to face this week after winning that big game last week. And let's face it, man, the Eagles defense is 100 times better than the Minnesota Vikings defense. You know, it's just that's just oh, how yeah. it is. That's just how it is. Tight ends, guys, we'll wrap this show up here, keeping it right at an hour here on the Baby Bowl. I'm going to give you the biggest Baby Bowl boom this week. All right, I'm stealing them. I'm stealing this name off the board. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's Travis Kelsey. Uh, right now, <laughs> yeah. it's, the Jacksonville Jaguars have given up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this year as far as DraftKings purposes go. So that applies to Baby Bowl purposes. So I'm going to say Travis Kelsey really because everybody else is hitting double digits he's the highest as far as points per game goes that uh, the opponents let up so I, i'm going with travis kelsey and i even like him on DraftKings at 7700 he, he's let me down a couple of times towards the end of the year guys but i just think it's playoff time and it's travis kelsey time too yeah for sure no yeah i mean obviously travis kelsey <laughs> i mean it's like we mentioned before like choosing mccaffrey digs those kind of guys like it's 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 hard to go wrong with uh with the Travis Kelsey. Yeah, um, seriously. I I I think I I'm torn because I obviously want to use them, but I I do feel like the Chiefs are going to win, so I'm I'm leaning towards not using them <laughs> as as of now, and I kind of feel the same way with Goddard. Like even though they're like two of the top three for me this week, um, so I'm really torn on that. Yep. Um, for for me though, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal uh Evan Ingram as my Boom. Um, like Hutch had mentioned with uh, Trevor Lawrence, there should be a lot of dropbacks. Like I, I expect the game script to be going where Lawrence is dropping back 40, 50 times in this one, uh, trying to keep up with the with the Chiefs. Uh, we've seen how much Ingram's been involved lately. I mean, he's he has a, he's had eight plus targets in four of the last six games, including 10 plus in three of those games. Um you know he's he's had monster games down the stretch and he's he's heavily involved in this offense. Um, I just think it's a, a great game environment for him to get a lot of volume. Um, and I also again, like I said, I I do expect them to end up losing. So I kind of that's the double whammy for me. Yep. Good, plus good both of you guys both of you guys have used them, yeah. so I figured neither of you would be choosing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who you like touch? You got a different boom, or is that your boom booms? No, I would I would I would. I mean, I like both those guys. So I, I, those both those guys are great. But if you are looking for someone else, someone a little bit on the lower end side, I think that Dawson Knox is an interesting option for you. Uh, he has definitely I mean, over the, I mean, in the fantasy playoffs, he was pretty much fantastic in week 14, 10 and four in the week, week 15, 10 and four in the week, week 16, uh, wait, sorry, week 14, week 15, both 10 and four in the week, week 16, 10 and nine in the week, week 17 didn't play, week 18, 10 and nine in the week as well. And in the playoffs in this game, he did get in the end zone uh, against Miami. He got a couple catches and ended up in the end zone. And against Cincinnati, we should see a high-scoring game. We've talked about all this episode. We should see a high-scoring, pretty competitive game. So if you are looking for that kind of option, I think Dawson Knox will get you there. He will need a touchdown to be really great and boom. But if he can get there, he's going to really help you out this week. So I think Dawson Knox is an interesting play at tight end. Uh I like that. It surprised you that I didn't say Dawson uh, Schultz this week to score four touchdowns. I, <laughs> that had given, that had yeah. given the Cowboys 200 points. <laughs> uh, there's a flaw in my system somewhere along the way, guys. I'm not using George Kittle this week if I could help it. Dallas Cowboys are really, really good against tight ends. They're, they're brutal. 
It's yeah, that's so it's just not, I'm not going to do it. I know it's a big name right there. Plus, Kittle just doesn't get the doesn't get the work as much as you'd like. You know, the targets aren't there all the time, every time, especially when everybody's healthy on that squad. It just doesn't feel like he's getting it. Anybody else that's just a bust, guys? I think Kittle. I think Kittle's a good name to talk about. Like he just hasn't really been there. Like it just hasn't really been there for fantasy a lot with uh with Purdy starting. Like it hasn't been there all the time. And with Ayuk and Debo, it's pretty tough. And Dallas super tough against the tight end position. That would be the only one I really would talk about. Yeah. Rob, yeah. It's, Dan, it's, Dan it's, Arnold. How do you think Dan Arnold's going to do this week? No, the postman. He's he's you know. <laughs> but no, he um yeah. Kittle's kind of the one relative, like, especially to his DraftKings price and also just, like, to expectations. He's he's the one that I'm the most out on. Um, as I met, as we mentioned before, too, like I was talking about with, with McCaffrey, like, I I don't want to use a ton of ton of uh, 49ers in this game with Brock Purdy at the helm. So, you know, I kind of try to limit it. <laughs> and um, so so McCaffrey is the guy I'm prioritizing um, from the from the Niners this week. There it is. There's the baby ball booms, bust, redrafts, and uh, championship round uh, recap. I guess that's that's what I, that's kind of what I put it on Twitter here. Uh, everything right there. And we, Rob and I, were talking to Hutchinson Brown at Hutchinson B underscore FF. Hutch, you have done a great job. It has been good to watch you. Uh, you've been in the fantasy community now for what two, three years, probably. No, not even two years. It's barely two been years? a year. It's barely but, been a year. It's it's just it's. I think it's like I joined Twitter. I joined Twitter in February, started my podcast in April. So, yeah, just under two years. Okay. Yeah. So, it's all the 20. Yeah. So, you got yeah, tw- two, three years. It all time flies by when you're old. All right. Time flies by when you're old. You got kids. You, uh, you, hopefully, you won't know that until after college there, Hutch. So, uh, oh, yeah. No. No. Uh, great job, though. And it's been great to watch you grow in this. And there's some young people out there, but Hutch, you, you've always been involved and active in the fantasy football community. And we look forward to getting to watch you continue to grow and bring along all your peers with you, too, Rob. It's, it's fun to watch them do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, uh, mentioned before, you know, big fan of Hutch and, uh, um, always, uh, proud to see him put out a ton of good content, uh, proud to see him grow and, um, happy to, that he's been a part of, part of the baby bowl. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you guys. I, I really appreciate you guys. It really means, it really means does a lot. It does mean a lot to hear. Thank you guys. Yeah, if you win the whole thing, Hutch, I'm going to need a loan. Okay, I'm just going to need a loan. <laughs> hey, great job, Hutch. Everybody check him out over there on Twitter and check out all his content on YouTube and everything that he said a little bit earlier in the program. What about you, Rob? Are you back to normal podcasting and broadcasting and writing casting and everything that you do on a normal weekly basis? Um, Kind, kind of not really. I mean, technically, yes, but like my normal – my normal uh, uh, my normal schedule after like the fantasy regular season is really to uh, not do much <laughs> of because I, I mean, I'll do a little bit of dynasty things here and there and I'll be involved in like startups and do different things like that, be active on Twitter. But I kind of take a break from writing because um, I was writing four articles a week for the past, you know, whatever months. It's basically just felt like every day I was writing all day in my free time. Um, and I love it, but obviously it's it's a grind. So um, from this point, I'll probably just be doing mostly podcasts, maybe a little bit of writing here and there, but I'm a big fantasy, you know, you know, I'm a big fantasy baseball player too. So, yeah, so um, I just actually started looking up some projections today and I'm going to be probably setting up, setting up stuff in the next week or two and doing different things with that. And, and uh 
and yeah, and I, I play fantasy basketball too. I'm in a couple leagues and, and things like that. And so I'm, I'm always active with like fantasy stuff in general, but once, once it starts switch, switching over from, uh, NFL to, to, uh, basketball and baseball, um, especially with baseball being so involved on a daily basis, it's hard for me to keep writing at the same, uh, volume yeah. yeah yeah like it's uh, four four articles a, a week while also trying to manage like nine baseball leagues and uh, and oh, they're all cool. daily leagues basically it's just like yeah it's just too much so yeah, so yeah so yeah so yeah i mean technically yes it is a uh, my regular <laughs> schedule but okay uh, not much well i did want to get together at some point we're going to end up talking a little bit of cubs baseball as they strive to win the world series this year with trey mancini and the crew so <laughs> we'll have to do that <laughs> i think that'll be fun no i appreciate everything you've done great update look forward to talking to the winner again next week here on the baseball podcast on the yeah, I'll be back next week. network no no hey <laughs> don't, just take your deep voice and go go gargle or something like that i gotta work on my uh, voice no. before you come on here again i gotta go like this i gotta talk my touch i <laughs> I actually recently got told on Twitter by somebody that I sound like a 30-year-old man while podcasting, and it's like, it's really weird. It was really weird to hear that comment. I got recently told, I can't I can't remember who it was. If I did, I'd shout them out. I don't know if they'd like it, but I would. Um, but I would. Yeah, I recently got told that. It was really interesting. You have That's the funny. golden tones of an angelic harp is what you have. Is what you, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, great, great job by both of you. Look forward to talking to everybody again next week at the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can follow Rob Norton at Norton0723. Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit. Don't forget to follow Hutchinson Brown at Hutchinson B underscore FF on Twitter and follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Like everything, subscribe to everything, slap those stars around, leave a review if you can, but more importantly than all those other actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. 